Hi, I'm Matt Klaskowski, and you're listening to the He Shoots, He Draws podcast. Welcome to the He Shoots, He Draws podcast, the show about photography and design, with your hosts, Glenn Dewis and Dave Clayton. Hi, welcome to He Shoots, He Draws. This is day two of our Adobe Max special and today's guest is somebody who I hold in great esteem. Matt Kleskowski is uh, he's one of the original Photoshop guys. I first got to know Matt through the NAPP, the National Association of Photoshop Professionals, subsequently Kelby One, before Matt went out on his own. And Matt is just an incredible instructor, uh, a great creator photographer. He's a Lightroom expert. He's got his own platform with classes and uh, presets and all sorts. Um, I'm so honoured to be one of Matt's friends and to, to say that he's a friend, to get to know him over the past few years and teach alongside him and do video stuff at Kelby One with him. I, I've learned so much from Matt. He's just the sweetest guy, so clever, so good at what he does. And um, yeah, today's interview is an Adobe Max Rewind. Matt is going to be speaking at Adobe Max this year, so please check out his classes um, and also his website, mattk.com. But um, yeah, I'm just for today, I'm going to hand it over to Matt. So Matt, take it away. Uh, I am a, uh, I, I guess I am a an educator. Um, I think for years I tried to say I was a, a photographer, but uh, really at its core, I am an educator. I teach photography, photo editing, um, all that stuff, um, you know, kind of at a, uh, almost at a coaching level, try to be kind of a little a coach for people. Right. Obviously, now we, obviously we got to know each other through, uh, initially, when you're working as one of the Photoshop guys, at what was the NEPP? Yeah. That's how I got to know about you. So we both got to know about you. You were uh, famous. You're famous. <laughs> then we got to meet you when we first come to stage. We've got to meet you, and then obviously since then we've kind of progressed and become friends. So there's been a big change in what you've done. We said before we started recording that you were you were once employed, but now you're self-employed. And I want to kind of just talk to you about that kind of transition that you've made there. How have you found it? Uh, because you know your production value that you're pushing stuff out now is kind of like way way up there i mean it's absolutely bang on you're nailing the production value so i want to talk to you about how have you gone how have how have you found it moving from being employed to being self-employed oh man the uh <laughs> so it's uh, it been uh, there's a few words for it um rewarding and difficult <laughs> so I mean, guy, we we I, I could probably go on for an hour about the, just that question, you know. Um, so I I would go to an office every day uh, when I was employed, you know, when I was working at a company. So imagine, imagine you're going to an office every day for your entire life. I mean, I was I was what forty, forty one, forty two when I went off on my own. So you know. Every day for my life, I worked for somebody else and went to to an office. Um, I never worked from home, um, so that was weird and and kind of tough, you know. Believe it or not, it's my my kids are in school all day, um, and everybody's like, "Oh man, your wife and you you and your wife are gonna you guys are gonna tear each other apart. It's gonna be so hard to to be at home all day with each other." We had we were fine. Um, she kind of stays downstairs. I come upstairs and <laughs> we meet for lunch and, uh, and, uh, and she'll pop in and ask, you know, she, she works with me now. So she'll pop in and ask questions throughout the day and stuff. But, um, but I don't have 
the I don't have the office to go into. I don't have the people to talk to. And uh, and that was a hard transition. You know, I, I worked in a very creative environment where we uh, for better, or for worse, people were popping in and out of the office all day long, you know, Um but that was that was tough. I had people to bounce ideas off of. I had kind of a group that I could talk to. So that was a tough transition um, to go from that. But luckily, over the years, you know, between yourselves and and other people that I've met in in the industry um, that also work on their own, you know, we whether it's little chats on Facebook during the day or whatever it happens to be. I kind of get, I have people that I can, I can talk to during the day that I can just, you know, jump on a Skype call or jump on a chat and, and just be like, Hey, what do you think of this? You know, I'm thinking I, I just did it this morning with, with somebody who, who's a friend of mine and we've been bouncing around an idea. Um, so, so that part was tough, but it's, I, I couldn't change it now. Um, I, I, it was, uh, you know, I had the opportunity, uh, last month to possibly rent a space and, and I work in a pretty tiny office. I, I make a lot out of the space that I have here, but I work in a really tiny office. And it's it's alluring to think about going into a space that actually has a set and um and all that where but I decided not to do it because I can't imagine having to to get up and drive in somewhere every day now now that I'm I'm home with my kids, you know, I get to I get to experience a very different life with my kids, especially since I have one going to college next year. Um, so it's, it's, that's a very rewarding experience is to be able to be here when they get home from school and, and do all that. So, so how, how long has it been then? Did you say since you've now gone out on your own, you're now Matt Kloskowski? Um, it's still over two years. So over two years. Yeah. Cool. So that's flying by. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it, so that, that part has been hard. Um, but it's also been very rewarding, as I said, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of good aspects of that. And, and, and I feel like my productivity has, has skyrocketed because of it, because now I don't have, I kind of had a revolving door of people coming in and out all day. I got nothing done unless I locked my door. Yeah. Um, so now I don't have that. So I feel like my productivity has gone up. I feel like, um, a lot of that has, has gone up and then self-employed, you know, owning your own business. I mean, you guys, it's tough. It is it is the hardest, most rewarding thing that I've done. I mean, yeah. it never it never ever stops. Um, I thought I worked hard at my jobs before. I thought like, man, I put in hours. I, I put in nights, I put in weekends, I put in hours, and I thought I worked hard then. And I have come to realize I didn't even scratch the surface then. <laughs> Matt, I'll tell you something now that a lot of people think about me is since the age of six I've been in I've been fully employed full-time for a company different companies but since the age of 16 for 36 years i've been working for another company i've worked for myself for two periods in my life six months and nine months when both my girls were born and i went straight back to work so a lot of people think i work for myself so i get skype calls and things during the day i'm like dude i'm at work (laughs) even my family it's i'm at work i've got i've got a nine to five i have to drive twice a week i have to do a 130 mile round trip to the office in three days i get to work at home in the office so i get to see the kids so i've got the, that balance but i know what you mean it's yeah that there's that pressure of of uh answering to someone else and then when you stepped away from that because you were you were head of uh training curriculum weren't you so you yeah. had people coming to you for content and advice so now you've stepped away from that you're in charge of you 
who <laughs> like who's monitoring what you do i mean have you are you at a point where you just know you've researched what's needed i think i think yeah i think that's part of it i mean almost everything that i come that i come up with is the result of of watching what people say and how people respond to tutorials and videos and things that i put out um since i went out so so back back in my my previous life I actually hid all contact information. So if you if you went onto a Kelby website, you could not find a contact for Matt Kluskowski. Like, you know, I, and I had to because I, there was no way, like I couldn't keep up. Um, so I hid, there was no way to contact me. And when I went out on my own, my own that's, that's one of the ways I decided I would differentiate myself is to make myself very, very available. You know, when I say I have an email list, and when I send out emails, it comes from a real address. And if you reply, um, my between my wife and her sister, her sister really does, my sister-in-law does a lot of our customer service, but she gets the email and then she'll, she forward puts it into my little box. You know, if it's somebody that says something to me, it goes into my box. If it's somebody that says, hey, I can't find my download or hey, uh, you know, can I get an order receipt for this order? Then yeah, she helps out with that stuff. But yeah. if you send a message to me, it comes to my inbox and I answer it. And so if you ever get a, an answer from me, you get an answer from me. And, um, and I try, and that's really helped. Like I, I get to see, um, I get to see what people are saying and that's how I, I kind of craft what I'm going to do next is to look at what people have asked for and uh, thought of previous tutorials. That, that kind of leads on what you mentioned there. We're kind of jumping the gun here, but I think now's a good time to ask about it. You mentioned uh, about Diana, your wife, you mentioned about your sister-in-law there. You said you're now working harder than you've ever worked, more hours than you've ever worked. How are you getting that work-life balance kind of sorted? <laughs> um, you know what? It's the old it's the old uh, saying: you work hard, play hard. You know, so um, I can I can shut it off when I when I need to. But I, you know, I don't know that we have the work. To be honest with you, I don't know that we have the work-life balance sorted. That's how I'll answer this. I'll answer this with I don't. Um, there, there is no work-life balance. The, the you know, I, I mean, my wife will, my wife will sit there and we'll be, you know, we'll be sitting outside last night when we were sitting outside having a drink and, um, and she's got her laptop next to her and she's checking customer service. I, I guess, I guess it's different then really, isn't it? Because I suppose that kind of question there you would ask if it was a, somebody was working in a job. And then the other half, the wife, the partner, was not involved in it. But you are both fully involved in it, aren't you? So, and we have not balanced it very well because we'll we'll be out to dinner together and start talking work, which is fine. I, I like, you know, here's the thing: people, I guess, if you don't like your job, then maybe yeah, you want to get out of it. Like, you know, hey, I'm shutting down, you know. But I, I really like what I do. I, I I love education. I love Photoshop. I love Lightroom. I love photography, and I love teaching and I actually really love the aspect and the the entrepreneurship of of business ownership. I really like it. Like I like to craft an email and marketing and all that stuff. So it's natural that we talk about it because we both like it. But there's times where like we'll get into a heated discussion while we're out on date night. <laughs> I could see Dave's face lighting up then because he's really into the marketing side of things. But yeah, I'm sure I'm sure we'll get onto that. But just I want to quickly dive into the, the education side then, Matt. And like I said, me and Dave were kind of, you know, having another look at your website again. And you've got a little statement on your website here that says, Hi, I'm Matt, 
Photoshop Lightroom guy that helps people navigate the crazy waters of photography and photo editing. What do you mean by that? <laughs> um, I think I think sometimes this stuff can get overcomplicated, and so so what I try to do is for people that want to kind of simplify it a little bit to to navigate those waters. Um, I always kind of tell people, you know, it, there's a lot of education out there. Find somebody you really resonate with and then take their advice. Because what's going to happen is if you take the advice of 10 different people, you're bouncing all over the place. You know, you're going to buy this lens and this lens and this plug-in and this plug-in. And, you know, one person's going to tell you to do luminosity masking. Another person's going to tell you to do refined edge. Another, you know, it, you're going to go all over the place. So I, in, in my way, I try to help people navigate those waters doing what I've learned over the years that gives you the most bang for your buck. Okay, so so on that, following on from there then, because this is a very honest podcast. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> What's your opinions on, what, what are your feelings about education in general that we see at the minute? Because, you know, I'm, I'm an educator as well. We see so much stuff being put out there. What do you think of it? What do you think was the state of the industry at the moment? Um, you know, I, I think, well, that's, that's the best way to say it. I think, I actually think we're moving into a good place. Um, what I what I like about where where we're at in an educational market is it seems to have gone boutique in a way. Um, almost, you know, like it, it's almost like you see the, the like the resurgence in craft beer, you know, the, yeah. the craft beer craze, and it it's kind of I see a lot of education that has gone a little boutiqueish in a way, and where you see a lot of educators have created a place on their site to say, hey, follow me here. And I, I like, you know, I'll use my site, you know, I'll, I will help navigate you, but everybody's done it. You know, I just, I saw Joel Grimes did it. Um, you know, years ago, Jeremy Cowart did it. Um, where they've created a way for you to, to follow them and follow their mentality and their way through. And, um, and I like that, you know, I think, I think for a while we went Walmart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I yeah. think for a while the educational world went went total Walmart, which was you know one big site with you know seventeen thousand courses and a, and and it was like the bigger the bigger number you could mention, the better. You know, I see there's several websites out there, and they pride themselves on you know over one million hours of education, over <laughs> five thousand courses. I see that, and I see like stay away. Like, yeah. I won't know what to do with that much. If you give me, if you give me that much, I'm lost. You know, give me, you can't see my hand gestures, but I'm, I'm, I'm doing a small hand gesture. Like give me, <laughs> give me this and I can concentrate on it, you know, but um, it's not to say that we're not still out there. You know, there's a, you know, we, I, we, I put videos on YouTube. Um, I know Glenn, you put videos on YouTube, yeah. Dave. I, I, I know you do tutorials, Dave, um, but it's, YouTube is an interesting place because it's got, you know, there's so much vying for subscribers. Yeah. yeah, People And it's unqualified as well. It's This is the thing I said to someone the other day with, you know, there's lynda.com, there's Kelby, there's uh, Skillshare, there's Creative Live, there's Flurn, there's um, Plural Site. There's all these places now that are cropping up. But YouTube is the is the unqualified place. I can go and I could go and do a, a Lightroom tutorial today and I know nothing about Lightroom other than how to turn it on and turn it off. But I could go on, pick the right clickbait title, throw it up and say, I'm going to change your Lightroom life in five minutes, guaranteed. Somebody will follow it 
take it as given and go off and make those mistakes and then pass them on. So that's why how I differentiate YouTube is I'll look for content on there, but I don't always trust the content on there. But there is production value as well that comes into it. But it's 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 a it's an interesting place. Uh, Matt, Matt, how are you? How are you using YouTube then? Because obviously, you know, you have got your site. Just like I, you know, I've got my site, the self tutorials and stuff. I, I've kind of taken a little bit of a back step on YouTube because I actually we could talk about it some of the time, but I started to feel a bit of a slave to it. Um, but how are you? How are you approaching YouTube then? If you've got your site with your courses on, which are quite extensive courses, what benefit is YouTube to you? To me, YouTube is engagement, um, and it's. I'm just going to say what it is, you know, lead generation, you know, it's, I will, number one, it helps me engage with people, helps me get, it helps me get my message out to an audience that's over there. Um, And as a result, I get, I can get feedback from that audience, which is great. But um, so that's a part of it is, is to try to, to try to get that two way street going. But it's, I, I will put good content out there that is a portion of things that I do. And my hope is, is that you find value in what I put out there and that you'll come follow me onto a place where hopefully, you know, again, I I put free content out there all the time. Um, Every week I do free content. And my hope is that you'll see that and then you'll stop by my website and that as time goes on, you'll start to say, okay, well, hey, he's got some courses. You know, I understand I'm not going to get my full learning experience from YouTube, but one of these courses can hopefully give me that. So it's almost like almost like dangling that carrot, saying yeah. this is a little bit of what you can get if you come to my site. Yeah, and and I'm usually pretty honest with it with people. I'll do the video, I'll open it up. I I usually try to get right to my my video, and then somewhere halfway through, I'll say, okay, now a word from our sponsor, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and I'll I'll do one of two things. I'll try to get somebody over to my website to look at something, or I'll try to get somebody to maybe. Um, you know, uh, follow me on on whatever channel it happens to be or something. There's some place where I can communicate with people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think that's the most important. You know, YouTube is a tough place to communicate with people. Um, it's a great place. It's a great place. We all use it. It's got its place. You know, I I had to do something to my car the other week, and you know what? I got my iPad out and I popped on YouTube, and there was the video on how to do it. Um, but if I needed to learn everything about doing things to my car that really wouldn't be a good place to go because i'd have to be scattered all over the place and i I wouldn't have anything cohesive and when you're buying training as well and i've said this in the design world is if i go online and see um like full photoshop learn everything about photoshop and it's ten dollars versus the photoshop system which is a significantly different different price price point is, yeah price point is i i would say to people you're either going to try and find training or you're going to invest in training you're going to invest in yourself if you go and buy a, a course for 99 dollars, you're going to do it and you're going to get value out of it because you've invested in it but if you're just going to go hunting for free 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 it's a mixed message so that's what i like about I like to invest in training because I think you've put the time and effort into it. And me and Glyn have said this week, you know, the comments you get, somebody actually said to Glyn, uh, can I say this, Glyn? Am I allowed to say that? Yeah, the book? go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So someone actually emailed Glyn and said, um, I noticed you haven't put any content out 
lately, which is a bit disappointing. But here's a good idea for you. Maybe you should create an ebook where you can put all of your classes in and make them easy for us to find by putting them in sections and chapters so that we don't have to look for them. <laughs> for YouTube. You kind of like you want to put your response should be, well, on YouTube there's a little magnifying glass. If you type in what you want Called there. Search. <laughs> yeah, and you'll find it. But yeah. I kind of find with YouTube that it's the, the more, and this is why I started to feel a bit of a slave to it, that the more I was given, the more I was expected to give. Do you know what I mean? So I'm kind yeah. of thinking now, it's, it's it really is, and I'm sure, you know, you'll have the same attitude towards this. It's quality, not quantity, is, the, is num- number one thing for sure. Yeah. So I'm kind of finding now that although I want to put something out on a regular basis, I, I'm kind of changing how I'm doing it. It's when I go, yeah, that is a really cracking tutorial. I'll put that out as a taster. As opposed to, oh my God, it's Wednesday. I have to do another tutorial. It's Wednesday because then yeah. the quality was dropping. Yeah, exactly. And 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 that that happens everywhere. That's you know, I've really stopped like uh, contributing to magazines and things and those things because here's here's the here's the dirty secret behind the magazine world, you know. And you guys you guys know this because you guys have contributed to to many magazines as well. When you get that con- recurring article. There's no there there might be a small percentage of people in the world that plan and have their work done well ahead of time and all those things. The rest of the world waits until the last minute. You know, it's like we can tell our we could tell our kids, hey, you know, they have a paper due in four weeks. I could tell my kids, you should work on that paper. You should work on and I can keep telling them for the next four weeks. You know what's really gonna happen in four weeks? In, in three weeks and, and five days, they're going to start writing their paper. And it's inevitable. And then the, the worst part is, is they look to me and they see me pulling all-nighters before I, I launch a course. And they're like, well, Dad, you told us we should be working on this up until... <laughs> but look at you. You're pulling all-nighters before you launch the course. They're like, were you working on this three weeks ago? I'm like, no. So, <laughs> that's why I've really stopped doing magazines and, and, and recurring things like that is because it does, it kind of almost forces you. What are you going to do? You know, you've got the article due. It's due in two days. Um, I can't think of anything. Okay. Oh, the first thing that pops to your mind, you're like, okay, let me do it, you know? And and I did that for many, many years. And 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 I, like you said, Glenn, you know, it's sometimes you find yourself not doing your best work because you have to get something out. And I on the YouTube front, I've kind of just given up on subscribers and I just try to put good content out there. Um, and if they subscribe, you know, there's lots of little ways to hack the game in YouTube. There's, there's, there's what you do with playlists and there's the con- the frequency and all that stuff. And there's people that'll do it. And there's people that'll, that have, and will get many, many more subscribers than me, but I'm, I'm sticking to, uh, I'm sticking to my, uh, I'm sticking to my guns on this one. Yeah. I'm guessing the kind of the, the, the route you're taking with the, you know, putting all that effort and production value into your stuff is much more kind of uh, a better use of your time. I, and if I, I'll throw one more thing on that, you know, here because it's a good example. Um, something happened in the last few months where, where I was mentioned on on a YouTube channel, and I got, I probably got a couple thousand new subscribers that week when this happened. And then what I noticed from those subscribers is they were they were people asking me how to get Photoshop for free. They were people. They were people saying, Hey bro, uh, PM me, bro. I need you to do some retouching work for me ASAP, bro. Like, 
like it was they were they weren't it wasn't it wasn't good quality people that I can engage with. You know, if you're going to tell me to PM you, you want me to do retouching work for you. We're, we're probably not on the same, you know, I, we, you, you found the wrong person, you know, and then, and then asking me, asking me, how do you get Photoshop for free? Again, we're, we're, you know, that's not, that's not what I'm going to teach you how to do. So it's, uh, I, I, it's also a lot of quality comes in there as well. Yeah, definitely. I, me- I mentioned about the production value there because that is one thing I was we we're talking about saying that how you're putting together your stuff it is absolutely top notch. I'm not. I don't know if you're using like 4K cameras, but I was watching like a little preview uh, that you've got for your recent course, which is called No No Light No Problem. No light, no uh, problem. And the, the actual, I mean, the, just even the footage of your trailer was just absolutely pin sharp. So you're clearly putting a lot of effort. And time and you know into your production. What what this no light no problem? Hands up! I haven't got it yet. <laughs> what can you tell us about it? Can you tell yeah, us what this yeah. new course is? Okay, so so two things about the production quality. I'm going to be totally honest with you and saying it, it's by accident. I set up my I set up my studio not by accident. Like I put I put the lights and everything where I want, and I got a table that I think works for everything. Like I set the look up isn't by accident, but I, I am probably the least knowledgeable person about video, especially in camera. Like, like I use my Sony a7R three. I put the camera card in and I click record. I do nothing else. Whatever it was set to, I guess I ho- I'm hoping it's that if something ever got screwed up, I'd be done because I wouldn't know how to put it back. Um, but I, it's my Sony a7R three, and I think it's like a uh, 20, it's like a cheap 28 millimeter prime lens, like an f2. Um, and that's all I use. And I, I, and I, and then I'm probably even worse in Premiere. I open up Premiere and I literally put two clips on top of each other and I cut and paste throughout the video. And there's probably much better ways to do this. I really don't want to hear this because the amount of time I put into stuff and here's you saying it's all by accident. So moving on, tell us about the no light, no problem. The, the no light, no problem course came came from me came from me getting email and message and message after message from people that just I just felt were stuck on the wrong thing. Um people that were stuck on I just get so many messages from people about keywording and collections and what drive do I put my photos on? What's the brand name of the drive? And what, what algorithm do I like best for sharpening? And where do I do my noise reduction? And what plugins should I use for noise reduction? And how much sharpening? All, and I just, I was kind of sitting there one day and I, and I started to think about, I started to think about back when I worked at Kelby and some of the really great photographers that also, that also were good at post-processing that came in. I was thinking about like Joel Grimes is always somebody that comes to mind. And I'm like, I can't ever remember Joel Grimes doing a sharpening tutorial. Like nobody asked Joel Grimes how he sharpens his photos and where he does his noise. Cause look at his work. Like his work speaks for it. So I kind of started to feel like that's the kind of stuff you worry about when, when you don't know the creative part of it. Like you don't know how to spot the creative part of it, you know? Hmm. Um, so that was an idea brewing on one side. And then the other question that I got a lot was, you know, Hey, I got these photos where the, uh, it's great when the sunrise is awesome, but what happens when the sunrise is not awesome? Um, what happens when the light's not great? So I decided to kind of put those two, two ideas together. 
to take a whole bunch to a whole bunch of my photos where the light wasn't great, how to edit them, and then also to show people the stuff that I did. It's not sharpening. It's not noise reduction. It's not keywords. Your the magic in your photos does not lie in those areas. The magic in your photos lies not just in the basic stuff that you do, but to me, the 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 brush and the the radial filters and the graduate like the things that you do to draw attention to parts of your photo, especially when you were unfortunate in in taking it and the light maybe just didn't cooperate. Because I, I talk about the why a lot in this course. This is a, you know I, I I actually wrote a blog post called I'm um, I'm on a mission to change my photo editing and and my teaching and and in my courses I talk a lot about the why and this course really of of most of them. Um, I got into the why about, you know, okay, so we take the brush and we brush in the foreground to make it bright. We've probably all seen that before, but then the foreground just looks bright. And to me, when you get into some of those range masking and luminance masking sliders that they have there, now you can take this light that you just blasted at something in the foreground that looked fake. And now you can make it look a little bit more real. So so this is all in the, this is in the light, no light, no problem tutorial pack that you've now put together and released. And that was, that was only a few days ago as well, wasn't it? Uh, it what's, what day is today? Friday. So I, I released it one week ago yesterday, Thursday, yeah, two Thursdays Yeah, ago, I think so. when we met, when I was over in Florida, we went for a drink. And I think it was the night you were ready to launch possibly the compositing class. Yes, yes. And you were like, I'll come out for dinner. I'll come out for a drink, but I've got to get back because I've got to get the email done. <laughs> and I've got, to, I've got to launch tomorrow. <laughs> but well, you, were, you um, were right down the road. It was, uh, and I needed to get out. It was, it was yeah, a good. Yeah, uh, I know. But it's good. So I've. Obviously, like Glenn mentioned this a few weeks ago when he was talking about um, like not being a slave to the business. So looking at the scale of what you've got in your store already and how you roll it out. One thing Glenn said that was good about how he's made his business is he can take three weeks off and know that for three weeks, like he he can come back home and know the mortgage has been paid, the bills have been paid rather than like you see some people it's like day to day to day so how far ahead do you plan your business now that you're on your own you know because it's obviously you and diane in your business meeting but do you have like are you rolling it are you planning for 2019 already yeah yeah definitely um i've got i know i know what my next i know what courses i'll release this year um and then and then i've got a i've got a big one that I'm working on. That's kind of this, this project where I, everywhere I go, I kind of have to bring all my gear with me and my cameras to, because I'm shooting at all these different places, but I'm chipping away at that one. That'll, that, that'll be a big major. So I've got some, you know, lower price stuff that I'll, I'll do this year. Not, I say lower price. It's not like it's cheap. It's just courses that I think are small topics, you know, watch an hour, hour and a half when we get through. And then and I've got one for next year. That's a big, big topic. It'll, it'll, I think it'll be a, a pretty cool thing. So yeah, it's definitely, um, there's definitely some planning to it. You have to be fluid because things change, you know, it's, it, you know, I, I did, I did a few workshops in Costa Rica in early June and I, I didn't, I, I underestimated how much time that would all take. So it's like, there was one extra course I wanted to get out this year that I won't get out because just doing that whole thing and planning it and, and getting there and getting back and all that stuff just took, and then how long it took me to get back from that because I had all this work to catch up on. So do you miss the live stuff? Do you miss the, cause you, at one point in your previous career, you did a lot of live content. How do you, are you happier not 
doing so much as that because you're the like in control of all the elements um yeah you know i i get my live i get my live fix if you will from like facebook live you know i I'll jump on if I if I need to if I want to talk to people and I want to like get something out really quick that day, um, I'll do I'll do you know Facebook lives and do do you mean like the live seminars and stuff? Yeah, like and that? like yeah. being being in a, a room full of people where you used to do the tour and I do like that. I liked it a lot when it was there. The travel was hell, and so I don't miss the travel at all. And and I've I've toyed with adding a seminar component to to my business, but I just don't want to travel any more than I already do. You know, it's like the, the year will fill up just plenty with opportunities that, you know, to Adobe Maxes and the Photoshop world and photo plus WPPI and Costa Rica workshops and things. And I don't feel like I need to add any more to that right now. That, that travel really took a lot out of me during the years. And it was a lot of time away from family and kids and, um, you just lose touch. You lose touch with everybody. You know, I lost touch with friends. I was more distant from family. It was just, it was a, it was tough to, to, to do that. So maybe one day when the kids go to college and I, I'm really aware of time now, cause I know that Matt, you've got to make tracks soon, very soon. What, so I want to just dive in now, Dave, if you're okay with this, we, there's always something we ask people. And I mean, didn't actually warn you about this. So <laughs> apologies now. <laughs> Who's your favorite? Dave or Glenn? <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we always ask people, uh, it's about loves and loathes. Okay. So what do you love about the industry at the minute or what you do? What do you love about it all? And on the flip side, what aren't you so keen about? And it can be anything. Some people mention social media or, you know, anything at all. But let's start off on a positive. What do you love about the industry? Uh, what do I love about the industry? You know, I love I love where we are for innovation. Um, there is there's a lot of innovation going on. There's a lot of you know competitors on all sides of photography, post processing, everything have have really emerged, and it's pretty cool. It's cool to see where a lot of this stuff is going. You know, on the photo editing side. It's cool to see where a some of the mobile stuff is going, and then it's cool to see where uh, some of the artificial intelligence stuff yeah. is going. You know, I don't necessarily want some some computer to edit my photos for me, and and people listening to this probably don't either. You know, we got our our cameras and our big boy cameras and our big lenses and all these things because we enjoy the process. Most people don't just want to take that photo and throw it up on a computer and let something else edit it for him. So, so people always ask, like, are you worried that AI is going to take away? No, not at all. The people that, the people that like the stuff that we do, they're people that like to do it. You know, they're, it's not a chore. Um, but the, but AI, when it comes to like keywording and things like that to help Super. me find photos faster, that's pretty amazing. Like, you know, when you look at Lightroom mobile on like the, the iPad or the phone, and I can just go into my library because I don't keyword anything. And I can go into my library and type in the word tree and everything with a tree pops up is, is amazing. Like it's just, so that stuff is really cool. Um, and just, yeah, the, the innovation, you know, there's, there's some cool things happening and, and it's interesting to see. Uh, and just on the camera side too, you know, I, I shoot Sony, but I mean, just everybody is, is really trying to, to change to change some things. And, and I should, with, with the Sony world, it's great to see how they innovate and have changed everything. 
So what are the what are the loathes then? Let's finish off on the loathes or not not loathes, but what do you wish was maybe different? What don't you like? And it's we do we we say this with a positive spin to it as well. So what would I change? Um, we if I could, I I won't lie to you. I have my course on the when I say course, I mean my my marching orders like on the YouTube stance, you know, I, I know what I'm going to do. And I've really like, I'm not trying, I'm not trying to be that channel that gets up to a million subscribers. I don't think I'm ever going to be that channel that gets to a million subscribers because I'm not willing to do the things you have to do to get yeah. them. I won't say that it bothers me sometimes. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll be going around YouTube and I'll be like, are you freaking kidding me? That video got a million views and it's, it's, it's somebody editing to it, it, it's a it's a computer speaking. That's yeah. the worst ones we've all seen. Screen that. readers, yeah, yeah. It's a it's it's a computer speaking. They're not even teaching or anything like that. So, um, so I won't lie that I won't lie that sometimes that that bothers me. Um, but you know that's that's that. So you're on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, yeah. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube, yeah. MattK.com. The best thing to do is. If you go to mattk.com slash whatever social thing it is, so mattk.com slash Facebook, mattk.com slash Instagram, if you go to that link, it'll always take you to those pages. See, that's marketing. I love it because that's that's just a clever bit of marketing rather than people going, oh, yeah, on Facebook, I'm Matt Kluskowski Photography. On Instagram, I'm Matt K Photo. On Twitter, I'm Matty K, whatever. Like, every, And you're thinking, I don't know how to find someone. That's good. <laughs> I, I love that those little marketing things. That's good. You would have, Obviously, you guys would have seen it, but nobody else. But I've just turned around there to my bookshelf, and you can see this here, Matt. This is your layers book. Oh, yeah. And I, I Actually, here's you, you've been really honest. I'll be really honest now, okay? I got two copies of this. I brought one, and then you sent me one. And I don't know if you remember what you wrote in this. And you can see this is in pristine condition here. I, I don't think we can repeat what I wrote in <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And I, this, no, I, I swear I, I, words. I, it, it says, to Glynn, thanks so much for all your support. You rock. Get in there. <laughs> Get in there. <laughs> now, he got one of his people to do that one. Oh, yeah. No, one did it. No, I did it. <laughs> I signed. So when that book came out, I uh, we had a thing when I worked at Kelby. If you bought it from Kelby, I would sign the books. Um, and I ended up signing like over five thousand books. They they, they would they, the 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 guys in the the guys in the shipping department would you know call me on on the on the intercom thing. They're like Matt, you got some boxes back here. I would walk back, and there would literally be twenty boxes of books. <laughs> I'm like, oh god. Cool. Well, listen, Matt. I know you got to shoot off. Um, from me, uh, a personal thank you because my my third book's coming out soon. And obviously, we spoke about me putting a little section in there that you actually did originally in your layers book because it was a brilliant way of uh, explaining the layers. So you allowed me to use that in the book. So I thank you so much for that. Um, and thanks again for for everything. I really do appreciate the fact that we're friends. I really do. Yeah, so. I want to say as well. Um, back in the day when looking for content obviously Photoshop user TV and the Photoshop guys were I, I religiously watched that like I would watch Walking Dead or something I couldn't wait for it to come out so A thank you for everything you've ever given us for like Photoshop and all the training you've given me to help get me get me where I am um, and for your friendship and you were the first uh, my first ever Photoshop world you were the first photograph I ever had with a, a Photoshop <laughs> guy <laughs> That's awesome. And, I and miss those Photoshop TV days. 
I miss it. I do miss it. It's one of those things I miss. But I, that energy that you bought, the, that place to go to train, whether it's Kelby One or wherever it may have been, um, you know, just thanks from both of us because we both found NAPP independently and then like became friends afterwards. So, you know, I appreciate your friendship, your time, and and the education you've given us. I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Clint, did I re- did I read that right? You read it right. You read it word for <laughs> word. Cool. Perfect. Well, listen, Matt. Again, thank you so much. We will see you in a not that long a time now because we're all going to be at Max very soon. Yes. Yes. So, uh, looking forward to hanging out there in LA. So, Matt, thanks again. Thanks, for a star. guys. And we'll definitely get you back on in the future when you're near to releasing that big, big thing, whatever that is. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> cool. Thank you, Matt. It's Glenn Jewis and Dave Clayton. Hello. Right. Three, two, three, two, one. Hello. It's He Shoots, He Draws oh, that was podcast. That. What were your levels like when you said that then? Red. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Let me come down here. Huh? Easy, Tiger. It's really. You got to get. We've got to get one of these for you. We are. I've changed yeah. my mind now. Because that, you then know, you'll sound like you're in a hollow room now. I'm sat here. You sound like you're in the TARDIS. This, but my levels are still going up to red. That's crazy. Pointing at them doesn't make a difference. You know that, don't you? Okay, so I'm. Not, I won't. I'll do a nice low voice. Say hello and welcome back to He Shoots He Draws. Yeah, do that voice that you read bedtime stories to me with. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's going in, that is going in the extras at the end. 